Well, hello there. It is great to see you and welcome to the inaugural episode of Wisdom and Wealth pathways to a life of significance for you and your family. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and in just a few minutes, I'll be joined really by the star of our show, and that's Mr. Frank Astorino, president and CEO of of Astorino Financial Group. Uh, But look, first and foremost, before we bring Frank out, I want to kind of set the scene for you, our audience, as to what it is that you can expect on this show moving forward. You see, each episode, Frank and I are going to be getting together. We're going to be diving into a different wealth management solution or strategy or even really just a conversation surrounding these things, you know, to really provide value to you and and yours. You know, these are the same types of conversations that Frank is having with his clients at the Astorino Financial Group on a regular basis. And we really want to bring those same discussions and solutions, tips, strategies, you name it, to you through this show. So each episode, we're going to tackle a different strategy or solution, why it's beneficial, who it may be beneficial for, and really just why it's applicable in the first place. Today, we've got a really great topic that we're going to be diving into. We're going to kind of zoom out. We're going to start with a little bit of an overview on wealth management as a whole. Rather than getting into a specific strategy today, we're going to be really taking a look at the wealth manager himself or herself. You know, there's a lot to unpack within what a wealth manager does, but really the highlight of what we're hitting today is a key ingredient that makes a good wealth manager a great one so without further ado let's go ahead and bring frank astorino out to get today's conversation rolling frank good to see you how you doing this morning brian it's a pleasure i'm looking forward to uh talking to you and to our audience and thank you for hosting this Oh, absolutely. Frank, I am so happy to be here with you. You know, we've been planning this show a long time coming. Here we are today, sit down to record our inaugural episode. All feels good. Uh, Frank, we're going to be talking about this key ingredient that makes a good wealth manager a great one. But I think before we get into that, it would be helpful for our audience. If you could maybe just share with them uh, a little bit about yourself and, and just what it is that you do for your clients at, at you know, Astorino Financial Group. Absolutely. Uh, So I've been passionate about wealth management for a little over 35 years. And uh, why I do it is more important than I think what I do. Uh, But it is a bridge between having, you know, technical competence and also having some sense of the human complexity. And we have family situations, we have business situations, we have a lot of um, entrepreneurs, corporate executives. And we have a team of uh, eight people that support just the clients that I deal with on a, on a personal as well as a business level. And I, I love doing it. I love helping people. I love solving problems. And that's typically what we do. And you know what, Frank, that's what we're going to be doing on this show. We're going to be diving into the different conversations that you have with your clients on a regular basis. But we're starting today with really the wealth managers themselves. So, Frank, to kind of frame up our conversation today, I think it's safe to say that affluent families and individuals these days, they want to be making smart decisions about their wealth, of course, right? And they want to make sure they're working with the right wealth manager, somebody that brings maybe the highest level of financial acumen to the table. But, Frank... In these day and age, you know, in this day and age, you're a firm believer that that you know people should be demanding a little more out of their wealth manager. There, there's you know, you mentioned that human complexity, which we're going to be getting into today. Frank, could you maybe explain to me why individuals and families with significant assets need to be demanding more these days out of the wealth manager that they choose to work with? There's no cookie cutter human being. We're all unique individuals. And there are a lot of emotional drivers. 
we understand that there's at least 62 life transitions that people will go through from, from birth to death and, and marriage and, and creating a business and buying a home and all of those wonderful things that wealth uh, affords. Um, but through our life transitions, we also bring certain biases that, that impact our financial decisions and implications. So the human element, um, I think, is, is a very important part of the understanding and the process of, of how we address people's um, complexity. Roger that, Frank. So this idea of the human element being this missing link that you're seeing that, uh, you know, people need to be demanding from their wealth manager because, you know, hey, at the end of the day, they are half of the equation, not always just the numbers on the spreadsheets. You know, they are, you know, their own set of circumstances. So, Frank, let's get into this a little bit. I'll move to kind of my third question here. When when you say human element here, what, do you, what are you specifically talking about here? What do you envision uh, is meant by this idea of the human element? What does that entail to you? Well, I, there's two aspects that we encourage uh, to identify with. I call it the Aquinas uh, element because um, St. Thomas, Thomas Aquinas was a uh, natural law philosopher and he talked about the intrinsic principle within all of us and also the rational aspect of us as human beings. So we zoom in on that. The intrinsic part is what you feel, what, what you bring to the table in terms of gut instinct and what makes you tick, what makes you fearful, what makes you desire. And we try to bridge that with the rational component. What makes you uh, understand how to solve and how to figure things out? So the human element uh, is, you know, on one level, it's, it's personal and emotional, and it's also um, cognitive. And we try to bridge those two elements. Roger that. And Frank, so could you walk me through maybe a few examples that you have of this idea of the human element and where you, you tend to see it coming up in your, your instances of working with clients? What we're seeing, what we see a lot of over the last several decades is you, you have a young couple versus a, a senior uh, individual or, or couple. And, and the young couple may be the heir or potential heir to a family business. And their focus is on marriage, having the birth of a child, uh, buying a new home, you know, figuring out their careers. They're, they're working on, you know, what benefits should they take? How do these taxes work? And, um, you know, what role does the parents play? And then you have the senior couple uh, who might have established the business. They may have created the wealth. They didn't come into the wealth. They might have started out with a grocery cart and, and developed it into being a food chain that's national. And now you have a young couple coming into uh, the world and, and wanting to have that success. So we call that the difference between natives of wealth and immigrants of wealth. The founder of the company is usually the immigrant of wealth. That means they really just they created it, they know how the wealth was developed. And they may be more concerned about their legacy. They may be concerned about their incapacity and how, who do they trust and who they, how do they transfer this wealth that they worked so hard and sweated to create. And then you have the younger generation who grew up with it. 
So we see a lot of that as a, a dynamic challenge uh, for having the tools and the resources and the experience and the wisdom of, of wealth to bridge the naivete with the seasoned uh, parents and, and legacy. Uh, you know, Frank, I love that. And we've, we've kind of defined the human element now. I'd like to kind of get into the why here. You know, we hear this idea of, you know, the human element creeping up in different industries throughout, you know, our, our society, you know, our economy. Why is it that you believe that the human element plays such a such a big role and has such a, you know, plays such a vital position within a wealth manager's, you know, regular doings uh, just inside of this whole umbrella of wealth management as a whole? Why do you believe it's so important? Well, through this last uh, century, economics and psychology have really merged. And the traditional approach to wealth management was all about, you know, dollars and cents and, and um, uh, mathematical equations and, and so forth. But what really drives financial decisions is the human element. And it's the, it's the emotional, it's the I don't want to call it the greed fear principle to oversimplify it, but we all want and we all need, um, but we all don't know how to get there. So you need to have that combination of the right toolbox and, and the right uh, lifeguard, you know, of the, of the gene pool. And you also uh, need the, the tools to get you there. So I, I find that um, that human element uh, the driver of uh, ambition and goals uh, needs to be understood before you could even start matching it up with the right strategy. I hear you loud and clear, Frank. And, and if we're if we're talking about, you know, just a, a particular process maybe that's implemented, uh, you know, within you know, your work over at Astorino Financial Group and, and dealing with your clients, you know, uh, we're going to discuss this more in a future episode, this idea of a stress test. Uh, now, I know I understand this is something that you do with, you know, cl current clients, prospective clients uh, to kind of get really a, a high level overview on their portfolio. And we don't have to get too deep into the weeds right now, but I think it'd be helpful if you could talk to us a little bit about what this stress test is that I'm referencing and then why the human element comes into play here with this, this really important overarching, you know, thing that you do for your clients and prospective clients. Oh, what we term as a stress test, uh, we've been doing successfully for, for, for decades now, and it really starts with the qualitative approach. We want to know what your values are. What makes you tick? Um, what are your beliefs? How did you get those beliefs? Who originated them? Was it from family? Was it from faith? Was it from experience? And then we bridge that with a systematic process that enables us to identify, you know, what tools match up with the goals, where are the risks, where are the opportunities, where are the potential mistakes. If you're a business owner, uh, we could identify at least a hundred different risks that that could be taking place that you may be unaware of. And it's our job to make sure that you've taken the proper steps of protecting your, your wealth and that you've taken advantage of the opportunities. There are so many opportunities that we see that less than 6% of the advisors out there may have a process or even, even know enough about to be able to implement. 
And we feel that those advanced techniques are warranted with, with complex uh, wealthy uh, business owners and families. So, so Frank, you know, again, we're going to get into stress testing here, you know, in a much more granular level as we move into, you know, subsequent episodes here of the show. But in the same vein, when you're going through that stress testing process, you know, obviously the human elements at play, you're asking those interpersonal questions. Do you ever find that a stress test maybe doesn't reveal any, any issues or, or things that are off track for a given client? Absolutely. And, and because the, the advanced financial advisor today doesn't have the capacity to handle everyone. So what we do is we have a process where we determine if there is a problem or if there isn't a problem, we might say, stay where you are, you know, because you're being handled and, and treated properly. We don't look to get everybody as a client. We look to get ones that need and will take our advice. And in some cases, um, there is a good fit where they may not be getting uh, what they need completely on the qualitative as well as the quantitative side. So we would entertain becoming a client and there's a five-step process that helps determine if there's a fit. And if there's not a fit with us for whatever reason, um, we also have a, a broad network of people that we, we know and who are, um, advanced and could handle that situations and we would refer them. So yes, not every situation is problematic and not everybody is a perfect fit, but we are open to exploring that. All righty, Frank. So, you know, we've defined the human element. We've gone through why it's important. I'm sure anybody in our audience right now, you know, has that full understanding of its place within wealth management as a whole. But I feel like this could be a relatively difficult thing to size up in a given you know, wealth manager, maybe a perspective one that, uh, that somebody's thinking about working with. It seems like it's relatively easier to tell if an advisor is technically great, you know, they're great with the numbers and, you know, products and solutions, but it might be harder to size up whether or not they're truly incorporating that human element into their practice. How would, how would you say, you know, somebody could go about figuring out if, if that is something that, you know, the advisor that's across the table that maybe they're thinking about working with is in fact incorporating into their practices? That's a great question, uh, Ryan. I, I think one of the obvious is, uh, is the advisor focused on you as the client and what your biggest concerns are. You know, what are your top three uh, concerns and what might keep you awake at night and not be so focused on trying to sell something. A lot of people have this apprehension that if I talk to a financial advisor, they're going to sell me something. But a good advisor is really looking at what, what brought you here you know, and, and what is it that um, I can do to help you? Uh, I think sharing mutual stories rather than just mechanics and technical in the beginning stages or courtship of a relationship is, is paramount um, because you really need to get to know what the wealth is for and what it means. Uh, money doesn't buy happiness. So what makes you happy? And can we bridge the, the wealth with what will make you happy and have a life of significance as opposed to just being wealthy? 
Sure, and for our audience, that's a phrase you're going to hear a lot on this show. I mean, this is this is pathways to a life of significance for you and your family. I mean, we're going to be talking about those strategies and solutions, the human element, how that plays a role in getting you and yours towards that you know life of significance. So I'm glad you brought that up here, Frank, in our in our inaugural episode. But Frank, I'd like to do a little role reversal with you now. Let's pretend you're an investor rather than the advisor that you are. What would give you, Frank Astorino, the confidence of of of, um, you know, knowing that advisor is in fact incorporating that human element and, and you are in fact going to consider working with this individual. That's a great question. Also, Ryan, I think key to that answer is, you know, does the advisor walk the talk? Um, I could say from my own experience, I've put four kids through college on after, with after-tax dollars. Uh, we were interviewed on that as seen on our website. Um, I've, uh, fulfilled funding a retirement. Uh, and I do this because I love doing it, not because I have to do it. And I also um, have been very grateful and blessed to be working with my favorite causes. So once you have achieved the basics of funding kids' education and funding retirement and mitigating taxes and making sure you have the proper risk management, there's a great amount of satisfaction and we see it in our practice on a, on a regular basis that people want to make a difference in the world. They want to make an impact. And we show them the tools on how they can do that and at the same time enhance their retirement and leave a, a fabulous legacy for their heirs. I hear you loud and clear, Frank, and and I'd like to kind of go back to maybe the initial touch point that you have, perhaps with a prospective client. Uh, you had you had mentioned this idea of of a discovery process, you know, you know, kind of through the stress test, that initial meeting. Walk us through to you know where what a good thorough discovery process looks like from your viewpoint when we tie in really the overarching topic of our conversation today, that human element. What is that? good, thorough discovery process look like when the human elements bundled within it? The discovery process is my favorite. That's our, our first stage of a relationship. And, you know, in our um, background, we have at least 62 questions that we could ask uh, an individual. And the first one is, what does wealth mean to you? And we've had people take an hour and a half to answer that question. And so, the first thing we want to know is, you know, what are your values? And then we tie that to your goals. So those are very qualitative, human element oriented uh, questions. The third is we, we delve into the relationships. What relationships are going to be impacted by your financial decisions? And we also want to know the professionals that you're aligned with and are they aligned with you? Are they aligned with your goals and values or are they just bean counters and statisticians? Uh, what motivates you as an individual and what are your stressors? And at the, at the very least, it's important to be a good listener. And, and part of being a good listener is to be complementing that with being a good communicator so that the individuals or the couple or the client or the business owner or the corporate executive knows you understood them and can play it back in simple language so that they understand it and you're not talking through them. 
So those are some of the things that I think that come out of a discovery process. And usually there's some real good bonding that can take place if you do that approach rather than jumping right into numbers and mechanics. Sure, that makes complete sense to me, Frank. And man, 60 plus questions. I mean, boy, that's a lengthy conversation. I mean, yes, you can really get into the weeds of somebody else's life and understand those those values, those goals, the relationships they have. I mean, I, I can imagine why that is, you know, a, a personal favorite of yours going through that discovery process to get to know somebody at such a granular level. So really good stuff there to hear how, how the human element, once again, you know, we talked about how it plays a role in the stress test, particularly, you know, where there's, yes, the conversations are happening, but also the, the review of the financials is happening aside it but then the, the discovery process as a whole i you know all good stuff here today frank and really as we're bringing our show to a head frank the the final question i really have for you is let's say somebody out there in our audience that you know they're watching they're listening to today's conversation about the human element and they're really it, it's resonating with them and maybe they're interested uh in reaching out to you and your team at astorino financial group to just maybe continue this conversation uh you know maybe talk about a stress test for their own you know, specific financial needs or, or really just to chat with you about something greater. What would you say is the best way somebody could go ahead and reach out to you and your team to maybe get that conversation started? There are a couple of ways of approaching us. Uh, we do have uh, people here that would love to set, you know, set you up with an introductory conversation in a meeting. And that conversation could initially be 20 minutes uh, to a half an hour. Um, we have access on our website where you can write in. The best is to, you know, make an appointment, you know, to have that initial consultation. And that may migrate into a discovery meeting and follow up to that would be an investment analysis. Once you provide certain documents and, and statements, and we really don't commit you to anything until the third meeting we try to take a process where before there's a mutuality of working together, we want you to see that we've done the qualitative side, that intrinsic principle, the Aquinas principle that we talked about. And we also wanna know that you felt the rationale and the competence and the credentials of the team behind uh, our work, that, that you will feel a comfort level before moving forward with your first initial engagement. Fantastic. Well, we threw the link to the website up there on the bottom of your screen. So if you are interested in reaching out to Frank and their team, travel over to the website. We'll have it up here again for you. Uh, but look, Frank, really appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us here on the inaugural episode of the show. Uh, and boy, am I looking forward to some future conversations where we start getting granular with some you know, particular wealth management strategies and solutions and the types of things that you're working on with your clients on a regular basis. So thank you again for your time today. Appreciate you. Thank you, Ryan. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to future conversations. Alrighty. Awesome. And Hey, look, we want to take one final moment as always to thank you guys, our audience for jumping aboard and being with us on the conversation today. If you liked what you heard, maybe you took something away from it. Do us a favor, like the show, comment on it, on, maybe subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you believe would benefit from these types of conversations. Cause at the end of the day, they're meant for you. You know, we're, we're diving into wisdom and wealth. These are the strategies and 
conversations that Frank's having on a regular basis, you know, those pathways to put, you know, you and your family on an amazing life of significance. And, and we've got some great conversations teed up for future episodes that we would hate to have you miss out on. So for Mr. Frank Astorino, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you being with us here on the inaugural episode of Wisdom and Wealth. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.